Coltane rattles slow across the burning land. The wind howls through the bones of his hate-ridden command. Coltane leads a chain of dogs ever snapping at his hand. Coltane's fist bleeds the journey home along rivers of red-soaked sand. His train housed through his bones in spiteful reprimand. Coltane leads a chain of dogs, ever snapping at his hands. Hello, and welcome to Ten Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. Today, we're talking about Dead House Gates, chapters 15, 16, 17, and 18. My name is Peter Bond, and I've read each book in the main series. However, my two co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. I hate this book. And a beautiful butterfly, Joshua Dean Baker. That's right, but a month ago I was a pupa, beginning my journey as a cocoon, and now I have emerged with beautiful wings. I second you really that. Took, you really took the ball in that. Good for you. Yeah, we couldn't be butterflies. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Inge, Inge, I gotta just... I'm sidestepping your comment, Inge, because what I mean is in Gardens of the Moon... We were we were really we discussed many of some some shortcomings each of us felt like were in the book. You know, I don't think that book's a, a, a flawless book, right? Obviously. However, I do think that means that I'm obliged to speak about how good I think this book is. Deadhouse Gates is popping off. I love the book. I've always loved the book, and I'm loving the book again now. It is an unfettered... I'm having a, 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 sp- a sp- spectacular time. I can't articulate it enough. So it'd be remiss if I did not enthusiastically praise the book. I respect Ugh. that, and I counter it. These four chapters were arguably the worst, worst... No chapters of this book the worst i felt like i was getting teeth ripped out of the mouth i read it is how horrible it was i had to say that real close to the microphone just to articulate how painful these chapters were and josh how are you feeling about the start of this well it is equal parts oh shit it's all coming together and just as equally what the fuck is happening so you know, tick about the pace for Malazan. Uh, yeah, let's 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 start let's start the chapter summaries. We have so much to talk about. We yeah, got some big it. big chapters on the table. Chapter fifteen. Aboard the Ragstopper, Kalam learns the ship has just finished bringing weapons for the adjunct Tavor to Seven Cities. The ship's captain is also speaking with an Imperial treasure aboard the ship. Salk Ilan sneaks up on Kalam and introduces himself. Salk had arranged for the Napin captain to find him in Aaron. Salk has been tracking him since Erlatan and knows about Kalam's plan to visit Unta. Salk, the captain, and Kalam speak in the captain's cabins. They speak of imperial politics on seven cities. Imperial claws have been withdrawn from Aaron, leaving Lassine in the dark. The Imperial fleet has been arrested by High Fist Pormqual and are not to interfere with the Imperial Treasurer. 
Kalam returns to his cabin, suspicious of Salkalan, and Manala sneaks aboard the Imperial transport. Coltane's council debates what should be done. A noble-born captain urges them to retake the holy city of Ubaradad, but Coltane insists that they press on to Aaron. The city would provide no real safety. Bolt doesn't believe Hyphus Pormqual would send any reinforcements there. Bolt loads the opinions of the noble and sooner suggests listening to the cattle dog, Bent. Duker steps away and hears about the wounded still marching alongside Corporal List. Duker watches Lull address the servants turned soldiers, adorning them with dog sigils. Afterwards, Duker finds the wounded List. The corporal has a vision of a god's hand dragging him past the Vathar. In Reriku, Felicin faces becoming Shaikh Reborn. Leoman and Toblakai wait for her acceptance while the young Perrin argues with Habor. Felicin is intrigued, wishing to oppose the Empress. She will travel to Shaikh's encampment. They travel together and Haboric speaks of the history of this land, to Leoman's annoyance. They reach a ruined city. Toblakai goes to hunt down a shapeshifter in the city. Felicin and Haboric argue about Leoman, Beneth, and becoming Shaikh reborn. Leoman awaits Felicin to open the Book of Drygna. If the whirlwind goddess rejects her, she will die. Mappo and Akarium, Crocus and Fiddler, stumble into the ruins of a city from the First Empire. Mappo worries that Akarium will remember that Akarium destroyed this city long ago. Akarium asks Mappo of the Nameless Ones, an ancient cult from the First Empire once sworn to a god. Ascarl Pust has been following them, and Crocus catches him. Ascarl remarks they are headed towards the true heart of Reriku, and Mappo thinks they will soon reach Tremolor. They find Absalar and her father, standing before a threshold into another realm. It would take them to Tremolor, an Azath house. Absalar's father explains that his name is Relic. His service to Ascarl Pust brought him to Tremolor and left a false path for the shapeshifters to follow. The Azath rise to keep power in check, and the shapeshifters will be drawn to it and not the true path of hands. The group agrees to enter the threshold, for the Malazans to try and return home through the Azath, and for Akarium to finally face himself. Josh, we're, we really, some chapters, we just get one or two characters. We get the whole ensemble today. We, we're catching up with the whole damn continent. Although no Lestari yell. Uh, so what's going on? Fuck you. Uh, pick pick a storyline, Josh. You had the uh, any of them. How are you feeling? Any of them? That's a lot of this. Oh, I got it. All right, we're gonna go with the Ragstopper. I think the Ragstopper is really cool because um I really just thought Kalam was just gonna immediately die. Mm. Um, and instead we're definitely setting him up to go to another continent next book, I guess, and keep going on his journey to fucking murder the Empress or whatever. Um, which is interesting. Yes, Peter. I do. I do think I need to intervene because I I I, I do 
my explanation wasn't that clear last week because I think I described him. I think I may have called the captain Salk Ilan, but it's very clear now to the two of you that the captain is not Salk Ilan. But yes, Salk Ilan yeah, I realized while reading. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. now it is still a little sketchy because, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so Salk Ilan says they have a mutual friend. And I vaguely remember this mutual friend being the one that Kalam got the book from. Yes? Is yeah, that correct? His, his name now, starts with... M. M. Yeah. So no, now, but when Kalam left, didn't he say some shady shit that was sounded like they were gonna kill Kalam? Hmm. Well, that the that that fixer in Gadana's bad. I'm not 100. percent That dude's sketchy for sure. That's all. I'll, that's all I have to say on the subject. That's mm. my feelings. Gotcha. Inge, what you think of catching up with Kalam now that Kalam's fully taken to the sea? Um. Hmm. So. I always thought he was kind of fun in a mysterious way, especially when he was chilling with his fam. Sure. But as always in a in a book like this, he he, he quickly disappointed me. Oh, why is that? Um. Well, he, I I'm not interested. I, this part, I it's it's like it's the crit. It's just the freaking book. The every time, like you're you're understanding it. Everything's good. He he goes into the thing. He comes out of it. He ends up on this ship and you're like, all right. And then something happens that makes absolutely no sense. Who are these people? Why is he there? This man that's with him now, who's like obsessed with him, which is a little bit strange. I, I like want to know, but I also can somehow tell that it's just irrelevant where he's going. And well, we know where he's going. He's going to the Imperial Captain, capital. But hasn't he always been, you know? Yes. We're at the end of a book now. Is he going to get there? Probably not. Is he going to get derailed somehow? Probably. Hmm. Is something going to happen? Probably. So I don't even believe he's really going to get there anytime soon, at least. Hmm. So those are my thoughts. Josh, do you think he's getting to Unta? Uh, not in this book. I would hope. Right? Yeah, that's. it seems like they're set. Well, okay. Well, I mean, in a couple chapters, they see a fleet from the Empire. And at this yeah, point, the, see- re- the rebellion's been going on for a hot minute. And so I can't imagine it's a short, like, fucking boat ride to another continent. It's tough. I feel so tempted to just speak about the whole swath of the Clam and Ragstopper stuff, because all of it kind of is one big story. That Damien. sounds great. Let's do it. Fuck chapters. I I know what you mean. He sees the adjunct Tavor's fleet near the end of these chapters, which I yes. think is, is, is kind of a, uh, it's a little funny image to think about seeing a fleet like that in my mind. I can't, it's, I struggle to visualize it, to be honest. Well, I imagine it would be several big ships. Does that help? Yes. Well, I know what a... F- okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they, it was Earl Atan. Uh, not Gadana's bad. I, mess, I missed him up. You're, uh, Dan, I got no idea what you're talking about, so it's okay. You're good. Well, Inge, let's, uh, let's take a step back from the ragstrapper. We'll have our time. That, is um, that the name of the boat? Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah that's the name of the boat. Oh, all right. <sighs> Oh, no. Um, and, and let's catch up. We uh, with the the chain of dogs is going on. The council oh. is debating, and uh, you know this is kind of the pre battle, and they're kind of what, setting the stage for the battle of Vathar, which I think is chapter seventeen. So would it be tasteless if AJ put a "Who Let the Dogs Out" drop every time we talked about the chain of dogs? That would be so funny. Um, I hate the chain of dogs. <laughs> I think we can. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on it, but I'm. I'm gonna guess the Baja Boys are big Malazan fans, and that they're good with it. So yeah, I'll look it up. Let's see. Um, the Baja Malas Ma- Mala men. Malas men. Are they the Baja men or the, the Baja Boys? The Baja men. Boys. Oh, no, I think they're the Baja. No, they're the boys. I think they're the men guys. 
Are you sure? No. The Baja man. It's the Baja boys. It's the Baja boys. I don't know. I it's think right it's here. the ba Baja boys. Oh. Oh. The boys have a Z. Don't worry the men. No. Oh shit! Now it's just Baja boy. Oh, they what? got rid of the S. All right, no, we really got to get back be, on. This is a different band. This is a All different right. band. <laughs> oh, the Baja men are a bohemian. <laughs> Josh, Josh, <Okay>. Josh. <laughs> All right, Inge. So uh, we're set in the stage for the Battle of Vathar. Let's air it out. What's wh is it? Just an extension of your Duiker beef? What's 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 on your mind? Um, it is the Baja men, and now okay, are we aware that that who let the dogs out is their eighth studio album? The Chain of Dogs is what you asked me to talk about. In 1998, but okay, no, it's not my. In 1998, they released an album called Dong Spank. How choice that? Josh, I swear to God. Okay, all right. So it's not Duicker. Is that his name? Duicker? No, it's no, it's not him. I actually like him because you know he's a man for the people. I enjoy him. Now, it's really more so Coltane, who I can't freaking stand. Oh, um, I don't, I've no, he just, cause he's an aloof asshole. He, yeah. He, he's just, he's just annoying. Um, I think, I just feel like he's just so like, I don't know. Is he over, would you say confident or am I just reading him wrong completely? He's definitely got confidence, but do you I like him? It's, do you like I, him guys? Josh, I would say that he is confident because he must be confident or he will lose this. Like he has to appear unfallible, even though like. I think he even says to Duiker at some point that he, like, doesn't know if anything they're doing is the right plan, but, like, they got to. I agree. There's a passage that, if I were more prepared, I could allude to, but um, it's he's speaking about how he's like, well, you know, like, basically, there's an element of, like, he's bearing the emotional burden, and that, like, you know, if he, it, he's got to pretend like he knows they're going to make it. Oh, all right, know? well. Because... Like, he doesn't know, but, like, he is, like, holding this emotional... Yeah. You know, because if he doesn't believe, how can anyone else believe kind of thing? Yeah. Sounds vaguely familiar, but I just... Isn't he the one who's making all of these horrible choices? Well, no, they're making... in a terrible... He's making good choices in the bad situation. Huh. All right. How, how do you figure? Isn't he the one that wants to go to this? Oh. Yeah, he's the one that no. doesn't want to go to the dumb shit place. Oh. He's like, y'all trying to die? Then go there. Fuck y'all. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Well, then no. He's, he's really not that bad. I really just fucking hate the butterflies. Yeah. And and the war talk. <laughs> I, I just, it's just boring. I don't, I, I honestly like low key kind of tune out his sections and it's so i guess critical i guess i don't think so everything sounds irrelevant every time but did they find stormy in them in this chapter yeah yeah no that's next chapter next chapter is like the big battle of bathar chapter so we can talk yeah. about oh. it more there yeah because i don't really re recall much of the preparation phase yeah, other yeah. than just you know yeah being annoying this listen is, let's yeah. let's let's pop off about it then because i'd love to hear josh speak more about his bathar thoughts i bet you would like to hear josh oh speak my about god it. That's okay. Why am I even here, Josh? <laughs> do yes. you want to take a victory lap as uh, Felison is the facing becoming Shaikh Reborn? As um, of now, as I, of now. Uh, 
Can I say we hold off on that and and talk about it in the context of chapter sixteen when the next like like because this is We're really just leading into what happens. About chapter sixteen, I guess. Yeah. All right. So chapter sixteen. No, no, no. There's still stuff to talk Damn about. Damn it. Yeah. It, there's no point in this in this chapter. Bellison talks about maybe doing it. They walk some more. They get to a city. They keep thinking maybe they'll do it. They haven't yet. And then in the but next all that, chapter, all that really happens, happens is is the is that you learn that Felison is is the one. Oh, oh, that kind of victory lap. Yeah, I mean, there's no point taking a victory lap when everyone fucking knew I was right. So, hoo-bah! Ouch. To, to, be, to be completely frank, last last uh, time we were making How the show... How can you be uh, frank? You're Peter. Last time we were making the show, um, it was only the first time I've really, this time reading the book, that I even considered it could be Absalar. I was just so in the Felicent tank. So it was, I, I, it was very funny... In a way, you know, I literally didn't even when I read it, I wasn't even thinking that Felicin it was pot. Like I didn't even think of her at all. I don't know why. But the hands, I mean, like I'm beware the, only of the hands. Yeah, I know. Anyway. I thought well that yes, but then I was like, no, one of those tropes. Mm. Um, I don't know. I was just hyped as hell, and it it I think it's very satisfying that point because. In some way, you can see how Seven Cities has, like, kind of broken her, you know, and, like, her armor breaks, like, kind of to this point of coming to the whirlwind goddess, you know? No, I don't follow. Well, like, she left Unta and has had literally everything taken away from her in a physical, emotional stance. And, and now like, she gets you know, to be a god. Yeah, she, she, all of her life was kind of taken from her. Like, she was changed, let's say, you know. Oh, yeah. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that was surprising. But uh, maybe you guys can talk to me a little more because I was having a hard time understanding like why are there why is there so much beef between aboric and uh leoman or Leoman? they got bad vibes don't they yeah i think leoman is really seeking to like he either wants to murder phyllison because he doesn't believe her or if she is the goddess i feel like he wants to really cement his place as second in command which he was with the previous Shai, yeah. right? And he sees Haboric as, like, really the only thing stopping him from being this big influencer on Shaikh. I read Leoman as very insecure and kind of, like, um... Like, he's very protective. He's, he like, also very like, protective. Do you mean he's like, oh, yeah, this is my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. He also doesn't believe in the religion, I think, which which Haboric, like, points out, and he really does not like that, that it's pointed yeah. out. Yeah. How did he find hmm. them? How did they find, how did he find, how did they find them? They were wandering in the desert. And they, they yeah. literally just stumbled upon them and they saw a young girl and they were like, you, it's you. Haven't you all been stumbling in the desert and just found people that miraculously were the right thing for you at that time? I mean, one could say it's, it seems almost like there was a type of divine intervention or it, something. It seemed- you know? Ooh, deus ex machina. All right. That's not what I mean. I just mean it's, I feel like deus- I, I've always t- <laughs> That's I've always taken it as, as I, like, as, like, kind of the, you know, they were drawn to the world and got, and I mean, like, everything was kind of leading her to this moment, you know, and I don't think it was a coincidence, you know, I don't think she just stumbled into it, you know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. I feel. And then I was going to ask another question, and it was, shit, forgot it. Was it about where's Lestara Yale? No, it was absolutely not that. It, that was the that that wasn't that was absolutely not my question. It was about Felicin, and it was about 
I'll get back well, to listen, it. Listen, we're going to talk about yeah. her more next chapter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we move on to that chapter, though, we check in with the Tremolor group as they come to the threshold. They do a little. We learn that Akarium destroyed this entire city, and then they meet Apslar and her dad. Um, I would say this was more of a Tremble snore to me. Tremble snore? See, and this yeah. is the stuff, this is the content that I actually enjoy. No, it yeah, is, I'm, it is I'm cool, but we don't. For I was just trying to make a joke. It is interesting. No, it's okay. I hate I hate um the you know other the battle stuff. You can hate whatever yeah. you want, Josh. You don't no, have I to like, like it. it. I was just trying to make a joke. Well, it was a good Ugh. joke. I loved it. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Um, <laughs> Inge, what you think of what you what what, what stu- if you were into why, why were you interested in this section? You say because I love when they when they have like real conversations about feelings. And mm, me too. Akarium and Mappo. Mappo is just so sad. It's so upsetting because Akarium is sad so boy. sad, and he like he like can't even look at him in the eyes. He's just so upset. Oh, and Akarium's realization. He's like, "Hey, this looks familiar." <laughs> and it's he's real like, rough to watch. Mappo's like, "What? No, what? You? No." Throwback Thursday. And is it Fiddler? Fiddler is there, and he's like, "It couldn't yeah. have been you." And yeah. it's just so freaking sad. I feel he's just a gentle giant. God, just let him be. He is a gentle giant, isn't he? Yeah. So I really like that. And then yeah, we're gonna need to literally. I'm gonna need a whole conversation. Yeah. Well, I assume we're gonna have a whole Tremolor no, no. themed discussion. It, it Carl Puss. Oh, about a scroll. What about a Carl Puss? E- where did he even come from? How did he get there? He was, they were. F- and why is he there? He was, is he crazy? These are all my questions. Go ahead. All right, Josh, what do you got? How, do you know how he got there? He was following them, right? No, I don't. He was following them, but you, you, as established, Relic uh, was like leaving a fake path of hands. So I assumed oh, he yeah. was following the fake path of hands. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't think about it that hard. I just was like, fucking his curl bust. Can't have a story without this motherfucker. Yeah, but why do you guys feel that way? Like, I feel like I'm meeting him for the first time, kind of. <laughs> Oh, no. That's just his charm. Every time you meet him, it's an entirely new experience. And every time, I hope it's the last. And it never is. He's so weird. This whole, I have, when he, he and he's saying something, and I'm just like, what are you saying? Just fucking say it. (laughs) Just finish your sentence. Literally, he's like, and every, oh, God. And then the guy who reads the, the audiobook, he is just so obnoxious when he does this voice. I'm like, oh, but. Uh, see, that's the benefit of reading the book. I don't have voices for any of them. That's true. Mm. That's true. But yeah, so, okay. What What is the issue with him being there? Why are they so pissed? Uh, Because, like, High House... Yeah. Shadow Thrones meddling. Be meddling, you know? How do they... You know, wait, you know? Shadow... Where does he pull him in? Where, where, why? Who, how does he come into this? Well, Scarl Puss is the high, high, high Priest of Shadow, so... And that means... Oh, I don't know. I just like he's just an unwanted presence, and his connection to Shadow Throne and gods and all he's this power is just like a further complexifier. He's a shit starter, is what you're saying. Yes, that's accurate. Okay. Yeah, understood. I because that whole thing jo- just made no sense to me. I was like, why are you guys so pissed? Josh, how do you feel about them choosing to to like take this Azath route and go into the place? Uh, my exact thought process was, what if we turned around, got went back. <laughs> okay. Got a nice house, a bed, raised some crops. That all You're sounds... saying they should go ahead and settle down in Seven Cities? No, well, no. Fucking leave this dog shit continent that's about to explode with rebellion and an f- army coming in to end the rebellion. Fuck this place. Go find a nice uninhabited island, bring a sheep, start a sheep farm, have a, a nice life. Fuck this yeah. noise. We don't need to go into a house of the Azath. 
a peaceful drifting Let's island. Let's talk about that ASAP. Um, we, I don't want to. We got so much. I don't get it. Listen, I think we should just yeah. pop in, keep on going, because all of the storylines are really flowing together, so we're just going to return yeah, and return the as they That's the issue, Peter, that they're not. Let's they're not a- flowing together for your girl end. Let's- but I mean, it's like each chapter continues well, each one. But the, the thing is, like, next chapter, this is the only one with all four. Next chapter doesn't right. have them so all. So let's, let's pop to the next chapter. Let's yeah, get it going. Let's do it. Chapter 16. The chain of dogs nears the Vathar River. Duiker looks out on the forest, covered in monarch butterflies. Corblo Dom's army is ahead of them. List speaks of what may be across the river Vathar. Together, Duiker and List rides to join the foolish dog. They see the lap dog now leading the cattle dog. Duiker joins the foolish dogs and they enter the forest. The butterflies flock to the sky, more of a hindrance than the forest itself. They reach the river and see it littered with the dead insects. Three men have made camp next to a charred ship on the riverside. Stormy, Gessler, and Truth meet Diker and Nether. The trio recognize Diker from when the rebellion first began, while Duiker speaks to the trio and the trio joins the army. The foolish dog set up a perimeter. Corblo Dom's army is across the river cutting down trees. Stormy takes Nether and Duiker upstream in a small boat, and he recounts the journey into the flooded Warren and on the Salandra. Upstream, they find rebel soldiers crossing the river using only ropes and not the fallen lumber. They return to the foolish dog clan and find the Wiccans surrounded. Coltane will load wounded onto the Salanda and send them away. Lull meets Stormy and Gessler, identifying the two as veterans of Emperor Kellenbed's old guard. Lull promotes Truth and wishes to promote Gessler, but he refuses. After Gessler jokes with Bolt, Coltane strikes the man. Stormy and Gessler's skin have been bronzed, and Coltane's fist bounces off. Stormy and Gessler verge on ascendancy, and Coltane has made them bleed. A rider from Corblo Dom's army arrives, offering to let the refugees cross the river as a gesture of peace before negotiating the surrender at the last Malazan-occupied city, Aaron. Nobles hear the offer, but Coltane rejects it. Two days away from the oasis, Haboric and Leoman argue about the path forward. They open the book and they all see different things. First Leoman, then Toblakai. Haboric refuses to touch the book with his ghost hand. Toblakai attacks him and Felicin, possessed, allows it to occur. Haboric repels Toblakai with one bestial hand. Fenir has empowered him for this reason, and Felicin demands the Book of Drygena. Crocus leads them into the Warren. They find a large boulder, typical of the Talon Warren, marked by bloody paw prints. Deeper in the forest, they find the roots of the Azath, and Crocus thinks of the Azath that sprouted in Darujistan. They make camp, despite Ascaropus protestations, and Mappo speaks to Relic. Relic is happy to have his arm back and to be reunited with his daughter. Mappo wakes again in the night to hear Absalar and Akarium speaking. Absalar speaks of the weight of memories on her life, a weight Akarium longs for. In the morning, Mappo and Akarium speak. Akarium plans to defend the Azath from the shapeshifters, but Mappo forbids it. While arguing, Mappo explains to Akarium that in battle, his rage is so great that it cannot be controlled that Akarium has destroyed cities and civilizations in these frenzies. Akarium 
knowing that the Azath would imprison him for his crimes, chooses to walk to Tremolor. Crocus calls on a Skarl to summon Shadowthrone. Puss refuses, but the Hounds of Shadow answer. They all know of Akarim's power. The group plans to defend and aid him so that he does not enter this frenzied rage. Duiker shares tea with Gessler, Lull, and Bolt. Gessler will lead the ship to Eren and try to rally the High Fist Quarmqual. Gessler rows to the Salanja, and the other Wiccan leaders join Duiker. Sormo Enath and his warlocks are struggling to wield their sorcery. The leaders are surprised when a nobleman comes to confess that the Council of Nobles has taken Corblo Dom's offer and will cross the river. Coltane feels he can't stop it. The sappers join the refugees waiting across the river, and the Wiccans are guided to the front. Floating bridges are filled with rebel soldiers that rain arrows down on the Wiccans and the refugees. The Wiccans have reached the woods on the other side, catching Corblo Dom off guard. Sorma Enak attacks the bridges downstream, destroying them. However, he is littered with arrows falling into the river. Thousands of butterflies converge on the warlock as Sormo falls. Across the river, the Wiccans cheer in victory, but Duiker finds the noble leader, Nethpara. Duiker chokes the noble leader in a rage, but is pulled back and hit on the head before he can kill the nobleman. Man, I said Duiker, Diker, I said every, his name every way you possibly could. There's no getting around it. But India, Jones, you were speaking about the butterflies and we're here at the butterfly battle here in the River Vathar. What is your beef with the butterflies? What do they do? What do you mean? They're just flying around, monarch butterflies. So why are they all land on the body and shit? What are, what are they doing? And why are they doing it? Don't play me, Peter. I'm not playing you. Don't you fucking play her, Peter. I'm just saying I like you, the This girl deserves to know the truth. I just like the butterflies, and I was surprised when we were coming out against them. They are sinister, and I don't know why, which makes it even more sinister. Josh, do you think they're sinister? No, I think it's just like a fucking morbid like view because they're just all dead in the water, and it's kind of gross. Yeah, like why? Like just why? If there's no reason, then why? Whatever. Honestly, I can't. <laughs> and beyond that, let's 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 talk about this whole little sitch. It, the whole the whole happened. battle because the nobles no, try to cross. Sitch, we Peter. catch up with Stormy and Gessler. Um, I, I love I, them. Yeah, they're a, they're a treat. Can I pop in real quick on those two? Sure, please. So Stormy and get like like the there's the throwaway line, and you highlighted it in the chapter. Yeah, great, they're alive. They survived the burning fucking Warren or whatever. Whoop de doo, they're golden. But they do, they are nearly ascendant, and I guess Coltane making them bleed makes him almost or fully ascendant. Is that what we're supposed to understand? Well, it, I think it uh, to me it can all these things can kind of be blurry. I just take it to me and like, damn, look at Coltane making these people bleed. You know, it's like a it's right. like India. That was any that was a confirmation from him. Coltane's ascendant or nearly ascendant. I don't. You heard I, it I don't. I. I didn't say. I didn't say that. I don't know what we're. Well, Peter, it's not about what you say. It's about what you don't say. That's all right. <laughs> and you didn't Coltane? say no. You didn't say no. 
Okay. I thought we were talking about Stormy and Gel. We are Gessler, talking about but Coltane. Gold, Coltane punches Gessler and draws blood. How, how do you guys imagine their bronze skin? It's very hard. Can for, I talk? Can I fucking finish? No, I was actually oh, pivoting shit. away from. Can I fucking finish? All right. So when so Coltane punches Gessler and that makes Gessler bleed. But okay, they're like, okay. oh shit, he's really made of gold or some shit. He's nearly ascendant. Or Stormo Enath says that. And then they're like, but what does that make Coltane? Dodo! You know, and law and order sound. Um, Stormo, uh... Stormo Enath went down. Our favorite boy warlock. He was a he boy. Died? Well, yes, remember? Yeah, he no. took an arrow in the throat and fell into the river. And so. then fell in the water. Better than the an arrow to the knee. Am I right, Skyrim fans? So... Where are my gamers? <laughs> Not here. <laughs> Not not here, not on this call right now. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, um oh, we were both ummed. Um, yeah, that was that supposed to be impactful. <laughs> it wasn't particularly impactful for me. I want to hear it. I want to get Steven Erickson back on the horn just so Indy can say shit like that to him. I, it wasn't no. particularly impactful for me, but I mean, I like love this book. It, I, I don't know. Sorbo's chill. There's a lot of kid warlocks around, though. You know. That's yeah, exactly. A, we have we have a plethora. Nether, new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> the end of list. <laughs> um. No, yeah. no. I just it was just worth shouting out. I like Sorbo, so I just. I felt yeah. bad, and you know, uh, Duiker. He, he was, was yeah, very he was upset. He was very upset. He was like, "Why are you cheering? This is the worst day. Everyone died, and it's all your fault. You fools." Yeah, like legit though. How about how about yeah. them nobles? Them nobles just be doing it. They are the hey, most hey, foolish wait. people. Listen, I know Twitter did not enjoy it, but again, if he had just killed them all, we it would have been fine. The we nobles ain't. are different than the still... refugees, and I think that's well, true. no, they're all the same. Okay, well, no, they're not all the same. The nobles are fucking the worst. The nobles are, are just all some the of same. Them. I mean, well, because they're he bought refugees. the in servants and gave them swords. I think that's what he should have done from the get go. He should have been like, "All right, who's taking up a sword?" And then yeah. if they didn't take up a sword, bye. Yeah, you know. And you are. I do like die. the image of the floating bridges, though. I can't really imagine it in a way that isn't somewhat goofy. So I it's... didn't imagine it either. It, I really struggled. I couldn't do I it. I just thought um, that they were. I just imagined things coming out of the sky. Really. Uh well fl- okay. I don't know where the sky I think they were floating coming, on the water but can you imagine right. though like people just chilling and then out of nowhere boom 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 from everywhere yeah it sounded like a it was a fucking hellscape to be oh. honest yeah I mean- wait hold on mom <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can you give Bella treats can- mom I forgot do we about have her any bagel bites. <laughs> Uh, PV with the fucking hot stepbrothers references. All right, guys, yeah. I'm back. So sorry about that. I'm hoping that makes it into the podcast. <laughs> Save, yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, I just I like this battle a lot, and I think it's my favorite battle in the chain of dogs thus far. So, uh, well, it's it doesn't have turtle sappers, so it's really kind of taken a, a step down for me. I mean, in this battle, the plan for the sappers was, all right, you ready? We're going to dress like refugees and then fight people. And it's like, that's not great. See, I guess there's I, probably a better way. I like this battle the most because I feel like some of the other battles are just like, um, it's some of like competency porn. Do you mean it's just like, man, the soldiers are oh, yeah, the soldiers are really good and they did the very well, you know? 
Yeah. It's not entirely True. that, but there's so it's about a plane being executed. Whereas this is like a much messier thing. And I think that uh, ultimately it makes me more excited, you know, for, to hear, to, to read the battle. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, uh, anything else to add? Or are we, are we actually drifting downstream away from this battle of Athar? Uh, Fuck you. Um, we are. We are. So Josh, it's, yeah. Josh, sound like you had so a- So I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to step over. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the reins here. <laughs> okay. Take the reins of this horse we call a podcast. And uh, we're going to move over to Phyllis. That's and, what I was, I was uh, going to ask you yeah, that, Josh. Peter, you don't need Peter, to steal. I'm going to talk, Peter, Peter, I'm talking about Phyllis. Josh, I wanted that. You, Peter, I knew you Peter. had Phyllis. AJ, can you <laughs> mute him here, me. please? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So Josh. So, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about Phyllis. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, this some bullshit. There's some bullshit here. Why? Starting here and and moving forward is where we hit what I call the bullshit, which is the other three people open mm-hmm. the book, okay. or maybe Haborik doesn't, and at the very at the very minimum, Leoman and Tobakai do. They okay. do. But then why the fuck is Felicin suddenly like, ooh, I've got Shayik inside of me. Like, there's no moment. It's just like <laughs> this paragraph, it's all chill. And then she says some weird stuff about Haboric. And then next chapter, it's like, the goddess is inside of me. I have her memories and her thoughts, but also I'm by se- I don't get it. Like, she didn't even read the book. Yeah. Is she never going to read the book? But- is that the whole shtick? Is that she's powerful without it? But then why even have the goddamn book? Because Josh, she already like the whirlwind. She in the whirlwind reached her lowest point, and in my mind, like I don't know, like that's not how this works. There's a book. Yeah, if you I touch you, the book and you die, you're not her. Touch the fucking book. Prove yeah. it. But she already is her. Is the point? Put your money where your mouth Why? is. Why and how? Other people have hit their lows in this goddamn desert when they've been dying on stakes. I hit my lows in that desert. Why is she the one that gets to be yeah, picked randomly? But like I guess. Listen, I don't know. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. Should have been. I, I, it, dis- I it annoyed the crap out of me. To, to me, I think it makes a lot of sense, and we can disagree about that. So I think it. I f- and I feel. I guess my apprehension is maybe there's like some magic that I don't know about, and I'm just reading it in the wrong way. You know, so it could be wrong. But to me, thematically, I understand that Felicen has brought been brought to her lowest point already. She has been brought all the way to seven seas all the way through all these gauntlets to the whirlwind and has been brought there so close and then brought to this point to the book of Drajna. Like she already is Shaikh reborn in that moment. Do you mean like, sure, she didn't like open the book or whatever, but like quintessentially she has already been this uh, rebel leader reborn. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel. Her voice changed in the book. I mean, in, oh the, in, the, in the audiobook. Like, she talked like a yeah, little but then why was there? But then why was there a book, Peter? Why was there a book? Because, Josh, the book is a red herring, and I feel. I don't know what that From means. From who? From who? I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel like you're getting hung up on, I don't know, like... The central the plot device and item of the whole goddamn book. book. Yeah, I am a little hung up. And here. then she's like, "I don't know why you don't believe me." And he's like, "I don't know why you don't touch the book." And she's like, "Well, blind loyalty is a thing, so why don't you have it?" Yeah, that's exactly right. He should be loyal. So I'm, I'm. Why should he be loyal? With what? Oh. She didn't touch the book. Oh With what my proof? God. With what proof? I could change uh, my voice too and say ass. that I'm Shike reborn, and am, am I? But like, clearly Man, she it's is. It's me, Shaik. I believe I I've was brought to, to my weakest point this it's week. It's not believable. Peter. Man, we're, we're, I did not think this is what we were going to pop off about today. 
I texted you that I was annoyed by it and that it made no sense. It it doesn't doesn't I think sense. it makes plenty of like. Is it? Are you just hung up on the book logistics of it? I'm hung up on when and how she becomes a literal god reborn. Yes, a pretty important thing. Can't she just has happen the overnight. memories of Shaikh reborn. She of, did, of, did, of she, uh -huh, did she even uh -huh. prove that? How? Tell me. How? Me. When did those memories get in her body? In the whirlwind, she was when? reborn. She went off screen. Yeah, yeah, off page. In my mind, the moment she kind of steps, mm -hmm. like the moment she approaches the book of Drajna, she kind of has. So that's my 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 head. You know what, Peter? Maybe well, we should all just go in your mind then, because that. Yeah, how about that, fucking Mister Right over yeah, here? Yeah. I I I can't even tell you if I'm right or not. All I know is like, because maybe logistically I'm wrong. But 100%, I am following it on a thematic sense. It's That's like where Peter's journey is at. I, I, you know, maybe there's some details I've missed. That's all I've got to say. Hmm. <sighs> Wait. All right, well, let's go to the next section. Oh, my God. Really popped off. Also, yeah. Haborik's making up with the boar god, Haborik and Fenir. Yeah, I couldn't get less of a shit. He's a grumpy old man right now. He needs to get it together. I respect him. Wow. He's just trying to be like, he's just trying to do his day to day and call these people out for their bullshit because that's what it is. And also, they keep threatening to kill him, which is kind of annoying. I don't know. I, I agree. I don't think there's, people are always dumping on Haborek. And then he has to bring out those hands. Yeah. All right. Um, whew. Oh my gosh. All right, so up next, we see well, Crocus Josh, and jo the gang. What are we... <laughs> I'm going to the next part of the chapter. Josh, uh, I don't know if you know, I kind of, you know, I like... I don't understand what's the issue. I, uh... Peter, okay, so next up, Crocus and the gang Josh. go into the Azeth house. So, Peter, how do you feel about uh, this, this journey that Crocus has really been on throughout the, the first two books from Simple Thief? And now in the Azath house with these big these big players, you know? How do you feel about it's that? It's interesting you bring up Crocus. Great question, Josh. You're doing a spectacular job. Thank you. Job. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> I would say this. It's, I think, and I almost remarked about Fiddler earlier. I think it's funny because, you know, uh, the, the Bridge Burners had so much attention in book one and Fiddler's Bridge Burner and, and you know, like, but now in the Seven Cities storyline, Fiddler is not as relevant as, like. Would you say he's been playing second fiddle? Yes, I would say that. And um, I feel the same way about Crocus in a way. It's interesting. Like when I think about Crocus, he is also incredibly not powerful, uh, especially compared oh, yeah. to the rest of the party he, he is, is such with, a bitch. you know? So, yeah. I mean, we've been saying it since <laughs> day one. All he does one. is cry. So, All he does. It's why I like Crocus so much. But why won't my girlfriend not yeah, be a exactly. god and just like me? When are we going to hook up? Um, so I, I just think it's interesting that Crocus... I miss Chalice. Like, Crocus is just always around, you know? He's just hey, palling around. Listen, maybe Crocus misses Chalice, you know? And that's all right, you know? It's, that's a bad choice. All yeah. right. Let's, let's leave it at. Let's um, leave it where it was. <laughs> so, okay. So obviously, we... The, I can't. I can't. All right. So obviously, this part of the chapter really sets us up for the next two. Uh, we're India, we hear uh, Mappo and Akarium have like Mappo overhears Akarium and Absalar having a beautiful heart to heart. Um, how did you yeah. feel about all these campfire scenes we got? Nothing I love more than my two favorite characters discussing their feelings. Um, is this the part? I didn't realize that they were having a heart-to-heart, -heart, I think. But is this when she's talking about how the old lady was in her? Yeah, yeah. And that was so 
that was like sad and nice at the same time because they were bonding yeah because he it's just oh they they both are battling opposite things and it's like one would kill for what the other one has it's just oh it's poetic in a way it is poetic yeah but that's my erickson yeah (laughs) no yeah but um i i don't know i never really it's so interesting because he he thinks about things in a way that like I wouldn't even like like I would never put those two and two things together. I don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb. But like that that conversation, I feel like was really important. And um, I don't know. It it it, it made me feel things that I didn't think that I could feel for wow. this book. And what and, and just like you liked it as well, or what feelings? Um, I felt sad. I just feel like I just feel like very sad for Akarium. Like whenever he speaks, and <clears throat> the voice that they use for him in the audiobook is so soft and just so yeah. innocent. And he's just like, you know, I don't fucking know. I'm a monster. I'm horrible. I hate everything, especially myself. And yeah. she's like, yeah, having like 39 people's memories really sucks. Um, so you know good conversation tell me your feelings peter i love that conversation and to me i've been thinking about mapa and akarium a lot more this second read through especially now at the end when um we learn more about their kind of history and and kind of how we've reached this point you know because for a while we were kind of playing footsies with what exactly was going on with them yes you know what i mean yes especially i mean in this chapter we do learn about ikarium's you know that he just goes into these frenzies and destroys civilizations which seems like pretty big news josh how'd yeah. you feel it, about it, that it, kind of reveal about the power of ikarium's rage it was good to be confirmed like i i feel like we've been being led to that for a while but like with erickson honestly whenever he leads me to something at the last second it's an illusion so i was glad this one was like oh it is it okay we did it i feel like it's at a grander scale than what i was imagining honestly though like yeah i was i was not expecting this to be a recurring event where multiple people have to guardian him and usually don't make it yeah that (laughs) fucked me up that fucked me up. Like, Mappo's been doing this for how long that he's, like, literally forgotten parts of his life, and he's not the first, but, like, the last in a long line. That's what's like, crazy. Look. And it, it, and, uh, but I, I feel like he's just, like, it's my guy, you know? He ain't scared. He, he's a little scared, but he ain't scared. Yeah. He's just a, he's a gentle giant. Uh, and then finally, uh... Yeah, I, I, yeah. Have we crushed it? And the only other person who speaks in this time is we finally get a chance to hear from Sorry's dad. Irrelevant. Relock. Yeah, he's a he's a chiller. I don't know if I have much to say about that bad boy. I don't really know yeah. anything about uh, him. We why don't and why much. is he trying to be like so dad? It's like chill out, man. When was the last time you guys hung out? Well, that wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, let's 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 pivot uh and start the next chapter. Chapter 17. Aboard the Ragstopper, the captain is drunk. Kalan watches Salk Ilan carefully, and Pormkal's treasurer has joined them. In the middle of a fierce storm, two pirate ships are tailing them. The captain has decided to attack and leave the cabin. Salk argues with the Imperial treasurer, who storms off in response. On the deck, Kalan inquires about who the soldiers are loyal to, the captain or the treasurer. The marines would serve the captain if the treasurer were to perish. The ragstopper rams into the pirate ship. A battle ensues. Salk and Kalam rescue a wounded captain and discuss what should be done with the treasurer. 
In the morning, they learn that the treasurer has arranged to surrender some of the imperial treasury to board the second pirate ship as a hostage. Kalam rallies the marines to resist the treasurer, and the second pirate ship attacks. A pirate mage summons a reptilian and Carl, and a great battle ensues. The marines kill the beast, Salk Ilan kills the pirate mage, and Kalam knocks out the treasurer. After the battle, they burn the pirate ship and throw the treasurer to the sharks. Felicin draws near the oasis, the whirlwind in the distance. She adorns herself in the wear of Shaikh and will not yet open the book. On the sea, Kalam sees the adjunct of Perrin leading an imperial fleet to Seven City. The assassin, Salkalan, offers to partner with Kalam, a duo working together. Kalam refuses. He already has a partner. Josh, earlier, uh, you really wanted to speak about the Ragstoppers plot entirely, and this is our biggest section of speaking about the Ragstopper. So um, we pretty much get the whole sea swashbuckling journey. How'd you feel? Well, all this did was solidify that I like pirates and always want to be reading about pirates and people on the sea. Nice. Um, Yeah, I was really into it. Uh, The captain of this ship is such a fucking wild card because, uh, man, like... People are talking, like, like, there's parts of me that think there must be something weird about him. Like, he's got to have some sort of weird magic or the boat's magical or something. I don't know. But, like, seeing him drunk as shit, trying to, like, talk and stuff, and them talking about, like, how long we really been out here, boys? Mm. You know, it's, oh, it was, it was, I was so into it. I didn't know he was um, drunk. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yeah, he's, he's, like he's, he's, he's fucked up. I just thought he was crazy. Um, it's funny, go ahead. No, this... And and here's another thing I want to say is why does every single character in this book series have to have a hidden agenda? Why couldn't the treasurer? Facts. Why couldn't the treasurer just be a piece of shit? But why is he a piece? Like why is he got to be a piece of shit who also has relatives who are pirates? Question mark. So good, and, and he's like, oh, and it's my uncle's friend's uncle, cousin's it's daughter. My uncle and my cousin, yeah. so like, good yeah. luck with that. It's some fucking boy. I was so pissed. Oh my god. Like, why does he have to do this and do all this shit? He literally has his life made. What more do you want? You're a fucking imperial treasurer. You control that money. Is dumb that as shit. Bread. Yes. Um. God. Inge, what's your read on Salk Ilan? He's we so didn't talk about sketch. him much. He's sketchy and he's weird and he's obsessed with Kalam. I don't know why. I don't know what his agenda is. He's like, let's be partners. Like, you work really well with a partner. Do you want one? And he just freaks a little, me out. It's a little flirty, isn't I, it? Honestly, kind oh, of. It's a, and then it's he more was like, you can't kiss me or whatever. And he's like, I can't. I can't even give you one. I'm like, yes. This is the content I live for. But also respect boundaries. Yeah, I'm trying to find a picture of Salkilan. There's not really. Josh, much. I would not be googling any names. I'm only that's... on images. I'm only. I'm only on images. It'll... I would still just not Google images. Any. Hey, what are we doing? Sorry. I have a feeling he's gonna be like not good. But oh, he's gonna be bad, right? He's gonna I do think something he's, shit. Yeah, I think he's pretty bad. And I, I. But good thing Manala, who um is there somewhere, wherever she is. But she's on another boat, right? She's on the big boat that the the fist was oh. on. Mm. Shit. Right? She snuck on with the good oh, horse. All boats are all boats to me. She's got the good horse. She's got the good horse. She's on the big boat. Oh, this is the small the boat battle. with the treasurer. With, she's, a, she's a yeah. Yes. Yeah, a soldier. Yeah. They also see uh they also see hey, the, we mentioned earlier they see adjunct Tavor's fleet. Yes. 
Yeah, that's I I didn't see that coming honestly. Um Is that because sister? for whatever reason I just yes, Yeah, and Ganos, Ganos's sister. That's the third and final parent kid. Yes. Which one's the youngest, well, Tavor or Felicen? Felicen's the youngest. Felicen's yeah, the youngest sister. and Ganos is the oldest? I think Ganos is the oldest, but I'm not 100%. And and then is Tavor the one that he talks with like briefly in book 1 or is that with Felicen? He speaks to Felicen in book 1, yeah. What? Okay, got you. Yeah, he it's real brief India. We didn't give uh, a shit about him yet. Well, there's a um, very small scene and it's very interesting that you see Tavor, Felicen and Ganos together, but like in book 1 you yeah. don't understand the sisters are relevant. And can we say, it is implied in book one, isn't it, that when he comes back to life from Hood, that it's going to cost someone in his family their life? Yes, it's assumed it's their uh, ailing father. older father. That's what I thought, okay. Yeah. it's That's like that's like a, a blink and you'll miss it line, though. Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that my first time through, obviously. Um, I do mm. want to say, uh, man, these Malazan Marines are real badass until they aren't. Until they're yeah. just all fucking wiped out. They all mm. died. Yeah. What was that giant thing? It. It's N called an Encaral. I was yeah, like, it's a big old beast. Sad when they killed it. Oh. Uh, okay. Um. I mean, it did murder a lot of people, but facts. Yeah. But Josh, is is murder that bad according to you? I mean, well, listen. If it's for the right reasons, no. But you know that about your boy. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a hard take to go with. <laughs> oh man, it summons an Encaral, a bright yellow winged reptile with a twenty foot wingspan. How Brutal. So how did you feel about the pirate skirmish on the sea? What's a skirmish? I, I just mean that the other fights we have are sometimes, now, especially with the Chain of Dogs, like big military battles. And mm. this is more of a, a brawl, a melee, if you Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. Um, It was stupid. I don't know. What was important about it? They all had their little short knives. They're stabbing each other. It seemed very violent, though. It was a very violent fight. Like, yeah. a lot of stabbing in weird places. Um, it was a good, but, very knifey. Yeah, yeah. Little short swords and what have you. Long knives. It was um, a scrap. It was. But I would say they all were doing, you know, their thing. And then that giant thing came and they were like, well, fuck. Yeah. The only other thing at the end, um, they really give a, have the treasure. The treasurer gets his comeuppance, so to speak. Peter, you use words that I don't even, I've never heard. Comeuppance. No, what? that's, you know that word. No, no, no. You know, like, um. He gets what's coming for him. Do they throw him in the ocean and he gets eaten by shark? That's exactly what they do. They get he gets thrown <laughs> in the ocean and gets eaten by shark. Yeah, that was good. Great. That was some good shit. I loved it. Can you what what did they do to the captain's hands? Because I was hearing the word blood and ribbons and I was Oh, horrified. so the captain the captain fought off one of the guards, but to do so, it sounds like he just fucking grabbed the guy's sword when he swung it at him yeah, and stopped it with his bare hands. Yeah, the captain's pretty injured after the brawl. Yeah, which I think you could describe as hard as fuck. I agree. That was pretty hard as fuck. Um, I was wondering, though... Oh God! The way they the descriptions of not great injuries not great are so nasty. Oh yeah, but yes. great book, yeah. great book all around. We, we do we do live in these fleshy bodies. Yeah, God, they are just they are not meant to last or get struck by swords. Yeah, and um, caught. Technically, Felicin's in this chapter too, and yeah, it's uh, so small. I already yeah I saw. But I don't, I, I don't know if anyone has anything to say. Really, it's just she's drawing to, you know, she's getting close. She's obnoxious. All right. I don't what I don't like it when the two of you antagonize her because it forces me into becoming number one Felicin defender. And 
you know, I'll take up you that mantle. It's just this. like I feel like it overstates. You, 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 you're upset because you know it's wrong. It's a cross. It just you overstates bear, my emotions. I just think you're Peter. wrong, and I think we all know it. Anyway, all right. Next up. Wow. Chapter 18. Akarian finds the corpses of the nameless ones, and memories return. A destroyed trail town. A nameless priest commanding Akarium always to have a guardian. And this priest using a staff to injure Akarium's memories. Mappo worries about the credibility of Akarium's memories. He has seen the massacre and the priest as well. The nameless ones are a cult of the Azath, and Mappo identifies the corpses to the others. The Skarl Pust reveals that Dancer has talents execute those disloyal to Kellenved after they enter the dead house. Absalar scolds the rambling Ascarl, and Mappo speaks of his own relationship with the Nameless One. The cult visited this Trell town and appointed the guardians of Akaria. Fiddler leads them into Tremolor. In the roots around the Azath, hell has broken loose. The group walks through a passage and beast assault on all sides. Shapeshifters siege the maze of roots and the hounds of shadow split up. Messim, the soul-taken bear, chases an Encarl. Mappo kills the Encarl, and Rude attacks the bear. Both beasts are dragged into the walls. Only the strongest will survive this gauntlet and reach the Azath. The hounds reunite, but Amicarium is enraged at the return of the shapeshifter Grillin. Approaching Shaikh's camp, a child stands guard. Felicin learns the orphans of the rebellion are unnamed. Felicin decides to take them under her wing. Leoman leads them further into the basin. The oasis is the last remnants of a sea, and First Empire gardens and courtyards speckle the encampment. An army of 40,000 wait here to resist the Empire, and Leoman says they will use Malazian tactics to strengthen themselves. Felicin will meet with the Rebellion's High Mages, but before, she addresses the Rebellion's army upon a dais. Toblakai demands everybody kneel, and most of the army does. Felicin speaks of war against the Malazans and the last city to be liberated, the holy city of Aaron. Then she lifts a spear of sand and whirlwind to rally her army. Around Tremolor, our heroes are being overwhelmed. The rats to Ivor Grillin has grown in strength and they cannot flee. Akarium raises his sword to the sky, beginning to frenzy, but Fiddler throws his last cusser. However, in his bag was not a cusser, but rather Tano Spiritwalker's conch shell. The shell erupts, knocking everyone out, and Fiddler has a vision of the sea. Fiddler stands, and the Hounds of Shadows surround Akarium. Skarl threatens to take the jag, and Fiddler defends him. Mappo calls Fiddler friend for this, and Mappo lifts his companion's body. Together, they press on and they can now see the Azad. All right, India, Tremolor popped off. All the animals in the world, come on in. It's a full-on zoo out here. 
in and around the Azath house. And this um, is because of them leading a trail. Weren't this, wasn't the trail supposed to lead them far away from this house? How did they get here? How did they find it? No, no, no. No, it's a trick. You see, it, like, they thought the Path of Ascendancy was to the Azath house, but it's actually underneath the Temple of Shadow. But it's they led the false path here. It's like kind of a decoy place in a way. This is some bullshit. And also, we, also we got a shout out. Um, underneath the temple, you remember, there's those scenes where Mapo and Akarim are kind of walking around, yes. and the two of you didn't really know what it was, but that's what it is. So if you go back, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, With all I, the stuff on the walls? Yeah. Yeah, remember, there's, like, vivid description. There's, like, some scarred hold markings yes, yes. and all this stuff. Mm. Wow. Anywho, um, but before the house really pops off, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we get a... We learn a lot about the nameless ones. What is your comprehension on them and and kind of what we learn about uh, the, this ancient First Empire cult? This is, a, this is an unfair question, and I think you know that. Um, well, I is Ikarium more than just a Jag? Is he uh Wait. It's not that it's not that he's more than just. I think Jahags are just that fucking powerful. Did, did he have he's an entire? Half, he's half blood. He had an entire following. No, no, no. no. He didn't have a following. No. Then the, what so there's happened? The fr- okay, uh, correct me if. So okay, I think yeah, Josh, I got you it. take a stab. What's your nameless one knowledge? Yeah. No. Okay. So what I've got. Okay. So what I've got potentially is. So there's the Azath. Sure. And are they the first empire? No. Okay, so the Azath are just a people that we don't know a lot about yet. And the Nameless Ones kind of worshipped them, I believe, and the things they left behind. Mm-mm. Is that right? I, I, I don't know, dude. This, this part I was, I was also pretty above me. Peter can't even Ooh. explain it. That's the worst part. Man, so we're pretty much at, at ground zero. <laughs> it's tough because uh, I'm trying to just mind it carefully. The Nameless Ones are a cult that worship the Azath houses, you know? And okay. they, the Azath houses are kind of places, you know? And uh, they have these staves that are the wood of the Azath house, in a way. Ew, okay, interesting. And um, uh, you, they speak about how... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So that's 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 the gist of them, so to speak. So it means nothing, is what you're telling me. No, I, I, that's not. I know it means exactly what I just told you. They're a the they're relevance? a cult that worship the. Okay. Fuck it. We also learned that uh, <laughs> many of them were killed after the emperor uh, dancer ascended. All right. Well, listen. Let's let's leave that be. We're I, we're gonna have some chance to talk about the nameless ones again. So. That works. Um, whew, but we do have Mappo see some, like, Mappo and Akarium are, like, talking about their memories a bit. Josh, you got to read on this trail town that they were both in. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you, like, I'm not, I'm not lying. Like, I tried real hard with this stuff, but it, it just feels like there's a couple pieces missing for me, and I don't know if they've already been given to me or not. Hmm. Um, well, there's still the ending of the book now, ain't there? Um, yeah, true. Afterwards, all the beasts show up and beasts pop off, um, <laughs> including the shapeshifter Grillin, and and Akarium gets very upset. Um, Inja, how'd you follow this kind of uh, thorny melee? Um, fine. They, uh, what are you, what are you asking me? Are you asking me how I felt about it? The Hound of Shadows are there too. I the dogs. It's just exciting. You I like the, the dogs fight. Out. I think it's cool, and we're inside this this. 
yes, who let the dogs? Uh, but we're just inside all the thorns, and I don't know. I it's, just it's, I think it's it's cool. really difficult to understand what's happening. Um, this chapter probably because it was the last one was even more difficult to follow. But I mean, I don't know. I was not. Well, listen, I, I do agree with you that in my head, like the exact physics and locations of where and what we're doing are somewhat lost. You know, I do follow you on that. I mean, like, I know we're like in this tunnel of roots, but like, it's still somewhat ethereal. And this is all the this is all on the way to the Azath house. They're not in it yet. They're they get yes. they get right to it. They're approaching it, and mm. then Akarian enters this kind of frenzy, and, and then um, uh, we see uh, the Tano Spiritwalker shell get thrown and kind of de-escalate the situation. Um, and Josh, how do you feel about seeing the, the that shell come back? That shell? The conch shell. Oh, I, okay, so when he first grabbed it, I had absolutely no memory <laughs> of what was happening. Sure. And then I was really hyped because I remember feeling excited about that character. The, what was he, a, a Tano voice walker? Is that what he was called? Tano spirit walker. Spirit walker. I, I remember feeling like, huh, I wonder if this guy's like ultra fucking powerful in a way that I can't comprehend right now. Yeah. And then he threw that conch and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he it, like, that, it was really cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, it's one of those things where like, it's a seed that I forget. It's like when, you know, it's like when you walk back to your childhood home and you're like, where'd this tree come from? And it's from a seed you forgot was planted long ago. All right. Well, I don't know what, what the fuck that was, Josh. What is it? So. I, what is the <laughs> It just exploded with sound and killed everything except for the good guys somehow. Although it like it, kind it's of, kind of unclear it how. It kind of like stunned everybody and calmed down Akarium. Yeah. Akarium was went like to sleep. Yeah, it was just a Yeah, yeah, Akarium was knocked out and then and then like yeah. Mappo picks him up and they all go on forward. You know, yeah. Mappo's got to be um, pretty strong. Oh, I meant Mappo's oh, a beefy boy. Mappo's bigger than Akarium. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. He has to be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, we're almost there, everybody. And finally, we see... Uh, Get me out. <laughs> all right, we finally we see <laughs> Felicin approach the Oasis. She takes some orphans under her wing, and she gives this huge speech to the rest of the her army now. What do we make of all this? She's a little scary in command. She's like, I will say that as much as I think I don't quite love how she gets her powers um i'm honestly excited for how she's going to use them because like felicin beginning of this book would have been like three high priests who don't like me spite 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 and killed them all right mm. but like she's definitely matured and is just like no you can hate me i'm going to use you yeah. i'm going to use you until you're useless and then i'll fuck you leave you in the dust she's gonna play the which game. is oh she's gonna play that game mm. Inge, how'd you feel about her arrival to this position of power? You know, she's kind of fully ascended it's a th to the throne it, it, in a way. Nothing is better than the line that she says, or what is it? Um, did you take it? Yeah, the, the, she's, something about her sister. Did you read it? I don't have the book in front of me, if that's what you mean. I do, I do. It's I the do. last, it's like just so, it was good. It, it made... Everything. Was it towards the end of the chapter? Yeah, it was like the it's. She says, "Dear sister," and it's something pretty much along the lines of like, "Look what you've done. Like, look what like this. Oh, it's just dear power. sister. See what shepherd, but dear sister, see what you've made. It's so uh, fierce. Oh, uh, juicy. It's a fierce uh, line. Um, I really I like agree. it. I really uh. like that line because it's like she's she's. I you know I'm I'm gonna just 
go ahead and say, Peter, I respect what you said about, you know, she got taken away from her town, broken down, came back, a badass bitch. Her sister just left her for dead. And she's like, look, bitch, it's on, motherfucker. Yeah, oh. that's fully right. Yeah. It's, it's that, was, that was, I, I mean, as annoying as she has been and how anno- as annoying as it is that she's now like this like bad bitch, which I knew, though, that she would be eventually. It's it's pretty fierce. I really like it. I'm very I'm very intrigued to see if they like have some kind of like face off bullshit. I love the hype of that moment. And Josh, I think your point's very interesting about the kind of you know that she's willing to play that nuanced game. And mm-hmm. in uh, and I think what's so interesting about Erickson's choice of the word made made yeah made yeah I think that's powerful. such an yes. interesting word choice yes. you know because she because um, she really yeah. was made you know I agree and that's how I somewhat feel about the whirlwind you know because I think to me part of her whole storyline is about having the lack of agency and kind of having these forces work on her in a way yeah. you know yes. Now she's and it's the like, strings. and at this moment, she is kind of choosing agents, you know, like she's making a choice in a way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All righty, everybody. Well, that was a big episode. Uh, we really did the damn thing. Um, yeah. And honestly, I'm, I'm thrilled to get, that we're getting to the end of this book. And I'm uh, I can't wait for us to finish it up next episode. No one um, is more excited than I am to finish this book. <laughs> As always, we're 10 very big books on uh, Twitter and, and Gmail. And uh, in, in our podcast notes, uh, there's a link if you want to leave us a voice message. We got our first voice message ever. So uh, that was very it exciting. It was very nice. It was very nice. Yeah. Moshe. Well. Wow, we really popped off. Anyway, no, anyway. Um, so uh, before we go, though, last chance to make a prediction about Dead House Gates. Josh, what do you got? I, this is not a guess. This is a hope. I hope Aquarium doesn't get trapped forever in like an endless hellscape that is the Azath house. Hmm. I don't want that to happen. India, it's happening. last guess for what's going to happen in Dead House Gates before you know. <laughs> well... Um, this is tough. I don't fucking know. Like overall, in the end, yeah, I'd like I, I I'd like a very distinct conversation and face off between Felsen and her bitch sister. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen this book, but I want it to happen sometime. True, you're right. They're too far apart right now. Well, I guess we're going to see, though. All right. Well, that's all That's all for us now. And uh, well, I guess the next time you'll see us, the that, that'll be the end of this book. Huzzah! Yeah. Will it be? Woo! All yeah. right. Wow. All right. Yes. Bye. Hello everyone, producer AJ here, and I am very sleepy. Thank you as always for listening. If you want to help spread the word about the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Uh, Like they said on the show, we got our very first voice message from Moshe, and we were literally talking about it all week. So thank you so much, Moshe. If you want to say some nice things to us, there should be a link in the episode description that will take you to Anchor, where you can send us a voice message. And as always, thank you so much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Gesrick for the hottest Timon and Pumbaa hockey player takes and of course the incredible music in today's episode is by the one and the only Amaranthin from their album Simulant Rain which you can find along with their other music on bandcamp.com links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in the new year on January 3rd with the finale of Dead House Gates and as always thanks so much for listening